Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What is going on, Metalheads? Thank you for tuning in to the Metal Forge. How the fuck are you? This Friday. Yeah, I am doing fan-fucking-tastic. I have Robbie Wooten here from Coat Hanger Abortion. And we're going to be talking about a 23-year-old episode here in the making. Not really 23 years, because this show hasn't been out 23 years. But they have. They have been out 23 years, ever since 2000. And I love long lineage bands like that, you know. 
it seems so rad to me that like a good a, a group of guys can stay together that long and yeah they've had some member changes and stuff like that but it's awesome kind of uh got that going on myself here you know because we are entering the um wow uh is it 16 years in march for overload holy crap that's insane 16 years uh yeah rad times and we're looking to put out a new ep but i'm not here to talk about us right now because we'll be on here i'm gonna have the other guys here soon for a metal forge uh kind of reforged with overload but you know coming up holy crap i have like been uh this goes out to jet for uh, in rifle I've been busier than a cat trying to cover up turds. <laughs> He's like, stop saying that. And I just keep doing it just to fuck with him. So, yeah, we have interviews all the way up until, like, the zero hour. till you know, after New Year's already. We've got some really cool people coming on. You might have noticed I uh, promoted the 200th episode guest on Thursday. Uh, Thursday the 17th. Holy shit. Lloyd Kaufman from Troma Pictures is going to be the guest for the 200th episode of the Metal Forge, which is next week, the day after Thanksgiving, 1125. And it is such a super extravagant show where we are going to hear from past guests, from other friends of the show who are possibly coming on again, hopefully soon. Yes. And so much more. And there's a special treat in there as well. Uh, that not only will I be talking to Lloyd, but Athena from Metal Mischief and Jason from the Heavy Metal Wasteland will be on the line. We are all three going to be here talking with Lloyd. And we're also going to have an episode of each the Heavy Metal Wasteland and Metal Mischief. And holy crap, I am excited for it. And I know you guys are too. The The results are in. You know, we've got a kick-ass bunch of, of likes and new likes and shares. And I'm just, I'm beside myself. And thank you all so, so much for the continued support that you have given the Metal Forge over the last uh, 200 episodes and everything else. Here's to 200 more, and then another 200 after that. We're not slowing down anytime soon. Like I said, we have some really kick-ass guests coming on, you know, starting uh, with episode 201 after Lloyd next week, and after we celebrate the 200th episode, we do. We have some really fucking awesome people, like the Terrible Texan, Mortiscald, Split the Abyss, Sinistrum, so many awesome people coming on. I am so excited, and we are constantly trying to upgrade and update and have more in-person interviews when we can. Also, I also announced that uh, on December 10th, if you are in the Louisville, Kentucky area, stop into the Mag Bar for the Metal Forge Live featuring Rifle, Aracobra, and a new band called Halfcaster. I was in a band with Jeff, the vocalist, and um, Overload's Todd Hawkins, you know, guitar player, is playing drums in Halfcaster. So come out. It is $10. The uh, doors are at 7 show is at 8 
and 21 and up, you know, it's going to kick ass. We're going to have a major awesome time, you know, just because it's it's the last Metal Forge live show of the year and we're going to, you know, we're going to move forward into doing some more shows next year as well. Awesome, awesome stuff. So, I've yacked enough this week. Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode with Robbie Wooten from Coat Hanger Abortion. We're going to play a song off of their new album. This is from Plan C from Coat Hanger Abortion. This is What Lies Underneath.
Metalheads, I'm being joined on the line from the vocalist of the band Coat Hanger Abortion, Mr. Robbie Wooten. Dude, what is going on? What is up, Mark? Man, I mean, it feels like yesterday that y'all were here, and it's been a while, you know, it's been since June. I can't believe that it's already November, and you guys, you know, you were always awesome, and I love having you guys up here in Louisville. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Hell yeah, dude. So, how is everything down in like Chattanooga and everything right now? Uh, uh just 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 the norm, man. Uh, we uh we barely even play here. That's the that's pretty crazy. We actually are playing a show this coming Friday at a level up in Eastridge, Tennessee. So this is the first local show that we've played here in a while. So, right on. And by the time this is actually released, that should be uh, that should be today. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is coming out on the 18th. So, so you all are playing the 18th in, in Tennessee. Yes. Hell yeah, man. Uh, so for the rundown, you know. Everybody, you know, let me introduce you to Coat Hanger Abortion. You know, they've been a death metal band. They've been on the scene for uh, just over 20 years now. I mean, almost 23 years. Uh, so tell everybody else about the whole deal. Uh, let's see. The The band was formed in 2000 between uh, Scott McMasters and Jay Terry. And... Uh, when in, in, in bringing in other members in the band, they brought uh, Billy Lynn on bass, and their first vocalist that they had was a guy by the name of Adam Evett. Uh, he's actually on the first demo. Uh, anybody out there, is, if you've got a copy of that, you're real lucky. <laughs> um, he was on that one that was released in 2003. And by 
2004, he exited the band. And then I got the call from Scott, and the rest is history. Okay. So it's it's always interesting to me, because you came in in 2004, and it's always interesting to me to see bands that you know, start years before finally putting out like a full length, which seems like that kind of happened with, with you guys that. Yeah. And with that, I mean, we kind of, we weren't, we weren't taking it seriously in the beginning. Uh, you know, when I was brought into the band, I was, you know, gave the whole spill that, you know, we, you know, we do shows and, you know, we're just, just wanting to have fun with this. We're just a small band out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and, you know, um, we do a lot of tri-state area shows, you know, where we traveled, you know, two or three hours away from here, and that was basically the the extent of it, so, and then it kind of got, you know, more serious, so to speak, uh, especially when our bassist at the time, Billy Lynn, had exited the band, and we ended up welcoming uh, a guy out of Knoxville, Tennessee, Scott Dunlop, which he played in a band called Seraphim, and before that, he was in a band called Besieged. And <clears throat> when he came into the band, we kind of started uh, talking about actually putting out a full-length release, which we did, which is called Dying Breed. So after that, that kind of opened up the doors for shows and festivals. So it kind of started ramping up more. So that's kind of where that took off. Definitely. And since, you know, since he's uh, no longer in the band, you know, uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, you all have kind of not really had a full-on bass player the whole time. Is that correct? I mean, I know Phil um, was there, but Phil was Phil's been a part of like every band since the beginning of time, kind of. Yeah. Thing. Uh, well, see, when we brought Ryan Coulter, our you know our guitarist right now, when he joined the band, he was our um, he filled the shoes for one T. He he was our permanent bass player. Okay. So at the time when he joined the band, we had uh, Jonathan Rains and Jerry Cherry um, on guitar. So Ryan came in, filled the bass duty for a little bit, and then Jay ended up leaving the band. So when Jay left, Ryan is normally a guitarist. You know, he can play bass. You know, and as a and he's a fine bass player, but you know his his thing is guitar. So right. that was his opportunity to come in and start playing guitar. So we did that, and then Phil came in for a little bit. And at the when he came in, it was basically uh, a tour, you know, tour duty, you know. Um, yeah, more like a live. It's, it's kind of it's kind of hard for him to travel from Ohio all the way down here to Tennessee just to you know rehearse. So he was like, "Man, you know, I can I can help out if y'all go, guys go on the road." So it made sense. Definitely, and so all this is speeding up to in 2015. You released Observations of Humanity, the full length, mm-hmm. and then. 
this year, just here about a month ago, you all released Plan C, the latest full-length album. Yeah. Hell yeah. So give us a, a rundown of, of Plan C. Uh, see, uh, I started writing the lyrics for the songs back in like, actually around 2019, early t- 2020. Uh, as soon as COVID hit, man, you know, that, that put a stop to a lot of stuff. Shows, I mean, all the bands went through this, man. You know, a lot of people, a lot of bands were, you know, playing online and it gave a lot of opportunity for bands to like ourselves we you know took time decided hey let's focus on putting out an album you know maybe by the time this whole covid thing's over with you know we can have something and we can get back to the norm so we started working on plan c definitely and and all the songs on there man they they kind of just wrote themselves. It was like every week, you know, I would have I would have the song written, and by the time I go to rehearsal, the guys would already have the whole song ready for me. So it was like every week I was coming with the the idea and the lyrics and the title, and it was like you know, same for the next week. And it was like before you know it, it was like okay, when are we going to record? For sure. And, yeah. And, you know, it's it's awesome because I actually have a copy here in my hand. And, oh. you know, just the, the artwork alone, you know, it, it, it screams, you know, death metal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it because it's like, you know, it's it's exactly what it needs to be for, for a good death metal album cover, which, you know, I... I think artwork pay, plays a huge role in in a lot of things in music, except uh, especially. Yeah, the artwork's done by uh, Brutal Disorder Logos. Uh, he's actually he's out of Mexico. He's done all the artwork for the previous albums, Dying Breed, Observations of Humanity. So we kind of just stuck with him, you know. Uh, he's real reasonable price range and you know we figured hey you know we still consider ourselves just a you know underground just you know garage death metal band no need to be blowing money on artwork that costs two thousand dollars it's like you know it is what it is and you know we find us a a good independent artist and Hey, what better yet to this, you know, hey, let's get his stuff out there, man. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And that's part of the game is, you know, finding something what works and, you know, having a good rapport with with the artists as well. Adam, we've been sitting on this this artwork for Plan C for the last two years. You know, when we first grabbed it from him, you know, we thought, you know, is this going to be the artwork for the next album? Because at the time, I mean... Uh, we hadn't even started writing it. So it was like, well, it was either, you know, it could be some artwork for, you know, merchandise or whatnot. So we just sat on it. Oh, wow. Which is interesting too, because, you know, that, you know, 
you said you've had it for the last two years. And that's that's crazy to sit there and think. So was it always going to be called Plan C, or, or was that something that came up after the fact? After. Uh, we bounced around some ideas, and, you know, I, I, I was actually, this is, you know, nobody knows about this, but I was leaning towards the title, What Lies Underneath, which kind of almost fits the artwork in a way, and which that is the opening track for the CD, um, if anybody has ever seen the movie of uh, the Prince of Darkness, that is the uh, the birth of the Antichrist. So it kind of, in a way, fits the artwork in a way. But everybody kind of agreed that Plan C kind of fit um, with, especially with what's going on with women's rights at the moment with the whole um, you know uh, abortion take right now. So it was kind of like. Uh, <laughs> let's go with that you know definitely and you know side note on that is when i had you guys playing in louisville it actually was the day that the uh the supreme court had overturned you know it was like the next day or something like that it was the they did it on like a thursday and you all were playing that friday and it was crazy shit that that you know it was such a such a fucked up event to have happen yeah so let's talk about that for a second. You were talking about what uh, what lies underneath being the the opening track on the album, and as mm-hmm. I'm as I'm looking at this here, the you guys have some some kind of longer tracks on this one because the the Cannibal Crave the Broken Hope cover is the shortest track on the album. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of get into that rut where. Um, where, where it's hard for us to write a short song. It's like when we get into the writing, or it, it's not really me. I, I guess I'm, it's hard to speak for the guys. Cause uh, you know, I notice that when I go to rehearsal and they bring a new song to me, I'm like sitting there looking at my watch going, God, man, this is like six minutes. <laughs> so I got a lot of work to do here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've, I mean, you can go back and listen to Dying Breed and Observations. We're we're guilty of the epic longer-than-five-minute songs. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and we, we actually talked about this, too, on this album. We, we tried to tone it down. In fact, we had to um, um, take a song off that didn't make it onto the album because it would have it would have been 55 minutes instead, instead of 45. Now, was that a conscious decision to do that based on, uh, was this being released on vinyl or is this just on CD? It's just on CD and digital. Okay. Because I know on vinyl and stuff like that, that, you know, you really have to pay attention to what you're, the time that you're putting in to the actual songs, because if it goes over 45 minutes, then you're, you're almost in, you know, if you're keeping it on one one disc vinyl wise the the sound quality starts to suffer and then you know or you you're into like double lp territory yeah now uh, you all been on comatose for for all of the albums yeah so yeah we did we did put out a split um right before plan c which was on a, another label Okay. Yeah, the hate divide. 
which looks yeah. like it was uh, rottenness, sacrificial hey. slaughter, and you guys. Yeah, and that was released on HPGD Productions. Hell yeah. And, and, and see, that's awesome because, like, I like uh, splits like that where it's not just, like, you all have four songs on there and you all do a few different covers on there. You do uh, Chopped in Half, you do Beyond the Cemetery, and Hybrid Moments. Yeah, and there's uh, uh, one original, which was uh, actually the beginning phase of what was leading into the writing for Plan C. Definitely. Now, is that all? That's not on Plan C. That's its own. You to to get that to get that song, you have to get that split. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, and I like it when bands do that. Actually, I I like it when they don't re. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? When they don't reuse or regurgitate anything, and they and you know, for example the Hidden Treasures EP or whatever, or album from Megadeth, where it's all the yeah. all the songs that were on soundtracks that were not on albums and the cover songs and stuff. I, I dig stuff right, like right. that. Yeah, I mean, there's no sense in putting that on, on, on another album, really, you know? Right. Because, again, it's probably something that maybe doesn't fit the headspace of what the album was, you know? Like, because I don't know about you, but... When I'm writing uh, an EP or an album or something like that, I'm I'm very much in a in a headspace to where everything tries to fit together. Right, right, definitely. So this is new. This is brand new. And what are your all's plans and goals to do with this? Uh, doing what we normally do, man. Um, just out go out and play as usual play uh, as much shows as possible uh, as long as our um, jobs don't interfere which mine actually has interfered a little bit which cost me um, a festival here a while back I had to bounce off of it and let a good close friend of mine Chris Gorspon fill in for me up in South Dakota Thank you, Chris, if you're listening. Definitely. Yeah, that was the back in August, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, I understand, like, the, the deal, how that goes with, you know, the job and not being able to get off and everything. But I know it's got to bum you out, honestly. Uh, yeah, it did. It did in the beginning, man. It did. I uh, was really – because, honestly, we we were scheduled to play the year before – and we were asked to play and got booked. And again, I had just started a new job where uh, I wasn't able to take the time off. So I immediately told Scott, and he was like, "Well, I'm just going to tell him, you know, we're not going to, we're not, we're not going to be able to play." So it bummed me out, but and it, and I can tell it bummed him out and everybody else but we moved on and then the opportunity came up again and you know um i was originally going to go up there and do it but i got um completely screwed over by my job about taking the time off so it was a month away and instead of telling the guys no you guys can't go up there and do this again i was like man i'm gonna find y'all a fill-in 
and I'll get it worked out where all he has to do is just go up there with y'all and knock this out and everything will be good. And it ended up being a total success. So, And, and you know, it's great uh, to have friends that can do stuff like that for you when that happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, I definitely know what it's like to sit there and have to cancel a show because somebody's sick or can't, you know, or, you know, jobs screw you over which they're notorious for doing to to musicians um mm-hmm. so yeah that that shit that shit just sucks <laughs> but it ended up you know uh i was excited for the guys that weekend um as soon as i got home from work i got home watched it on the big screen and was like hey this is actually pretty cool plus they were playing a lot of the new stuff that's on plan c so i was excited to see like somebody else do the vocals you know so that was real cool definitely so when it comes to doing stuff like that and seeing it it it, it's cool is it something that is like really kind of cool for you to see what it's like to be uh from like you know a bystander watching the the show uh yeah man because uh I mean, it kind of takes me back to before I was in the band. You know, I was a fan of this band before I joined. Okay. Uh, I used to go to the shows and see them play. And, you know, I've known Scott and, you know, since I was 13 years old. So any band that he's been a part of, I've always been there, you know, in support. And, you know, I've sat in in, in the past bands and jammed and, you know, thinking, God, you know, one day this would be pretty cool to, you know, be in a band with you because I admire and look up to you as, you know, more than just a friend, but you're, you're a killer drummer. Yeah, he is. And, and, you know, he's, there's three amazingly like giant drummers out there and Scott's one of them. Uh, Ben from Entranced is another one. Henrik from a band called uh, Screamer is another. And they're all like towering <laughs> monster drummers, you know. <laughs> you, you know, and, and and for me, it's not all about being like fast. You know, I like I like a lot of control, and I like someone that can you know play what the riff is playing. Right. Give it, give it, give it some, give it a signature sound. You know, if it's, if it's groove and, you know, then you got your slam here and, you know, blast, you know, I I don't, I don't like it a hundred miles an hour the whole time, you know, which that goes back to what I grew up on. You know, I grew up on early nineties death metal. So for sure. And, yeah. and it is nice to have a pocket in there where, you know, you can have the speed and the thrash side of things, and then you can have the doom side of things, and then, you know, you can have the the brutalness with the death, and you can have multiple things, multiple genres and multiple styles all intertwined, which I think you all do, and I think you do it very well, actually. Thanks, man. 
Definitely. So, hell yeah, we're looking forward to more shows, more festivals coming up. Hopefully, you know, y'all can get back up to Louisville here pretty soon. Uh, right on. I, I know for me, I'm definitely going to bring you guys back as many times as, as you'll allow it and say yes. Hey, man, <laughs> I always enjoy coming out to Louisville, man. Well, yeah, we've got, you know, you've got so many uh, so many friends that are from Kentucky and everything that come up to shows and everything, so it just kicks ass. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and switch gears here. I'm going to ask you some general profile questions about you as a person. These can be related to anything. It's not all just about the music. It's about just life in general. Right on. Who was the best boss you ever had and what made them the best? Oh, let's say the best boss. Uh, I'm going to go with probably a guy by the name of Gene Hammond. Uh, I used to do hardwood flooring. Um, he uh, he was really cool. He he, he was a skateboarder, and uh, you know he's around my age. We got a lot of the same interest. Uh, Any time that I needed to go on tour or do shows, he would always, uh, you know. Um, let me off to go do the tours. Hell yeah. See, that's pretty cool because, you know, a lot of bosses are are not like that. I'm lucky enough to have one where I was just like, we were doing a tour here about a month ago. And I was like, man, I really just want to go ahead and take off the Monday, but I don't have the vacation day to do it. And he's like, dude, it's okay. Just go ahead and take it. I'm like, all right, man, thanks. (laughs) So that's always fun. Uh, Would you travel to space if possible? Would I travel to space? That sounds interesting, man. I'd, I'd like to go to Mars. Yeah. I mean, like Total Recall style, would you go to Mars? Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do I get to sit in the chair and pretend I'm an agent? <laughs> and see the, the alien with three titties? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> If you could uh, choose any musician, dead or alive, to spend an hour of the day with, who would you choose and what would you do? It would be Cliff Burton, man. And what what I would do would be filling his head full of questions. Definitely. I wouldn't even want to jam. I would want to sit and smoke a good joint with him. (laughs) <laughs> Hell yeah. See, and, and I know you're a, you're a huge Metallica fan, which mm-hmm. I, I kind of assumed you would have said Cliff Burton, which is awesome because, you know, out of everybody else out there, you know, like Chuck from Death and, and people like that, you, you did stick to the, you know, to the roots and you, and you picked Cliff, which is awesome. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I have a you know, uh, I have a soft spot about him, man. You know, him being like, you know, I used to play bass in previous bands before I joined Coat Hanger, and he was always, you know, someone I always looked up to as a bass player. And you know, it's it's crazy. Like he was my favorite bass player of all time, and then. You know, his anniversary of his death actually falls the day before my birthday. Oh, wow. So, and, 
it, it it's it's weird um, how there's a connection there on that. Definitely. Now, by the by the time that Cliff had passed, were were you old enough to know who Metallica was, and were you already a fan? Uh, I didn't learn about his passing until around when Garage Days came out. Uh, at the time, I, I was real young, but my uh, uh, this babysitter that would be watching over me and my brother, uh, her oldest son, who also skateboarded, and at the time I was, you know, skating. Uh, he was listening to all kinds of type of music, like underground punk rock to metal, and he was already, you know, deep in, you know, digging into early death metal like death and napalm death. And uh, you know, he he actually turned me on to Metallica, which at the time, you know, Garage Days had just came out. And he was kind of like my guru at the time, too. He was always, you know, telling me history about those bands, you know, the Misfits and Danzig. So I was learning a lot about that stuff, you know, at, you know, nine, ten years old. So definitely. You know, and then I did my own research, too, on, on top of that. And, you know, finding out, whoa, you know, this guy, you know, just recently passed away oh man you know day before my birthday you know this is just you know and then it just kind of took off from there and just fell in love with that band completely definitely man see that's that's rad you know that you had somebody like that to you know to let you in on 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 heavy music and stuff what is the main thing on your bucket list main thing on my bucket list uh, hmm man I, I really don't have one to be honest with you if you if you would have asked me that question about 10 years ago I'd probably gave you a whole book because <laughs> I, I gotta tell you like ever since the birth of my daughter uh, uh, my views on life and everything really has changed a lot and uh, and I, I I have seen myself, you know, my views have changed. So uh, it, I really I, I look at every day, you know, completely different now. So it there's really not any uh, anything I could say. Fuck it on. Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, if you were going on a road trip. Say you're going back to South Dakota next year. What are the three things that you have to have with you that you couldn't leave without? One would be my own personal microphone. Uh, I can't stand using other microphones. <laughs> I get that. Um, uh, let's see. Extra change of clothes. <laughs> uh, definitely some extra cigarettes. <laughs> and there's something that I always do uh, I normally pick up while I'm on the road is a state magnet for my refrigerator. I have an awesome collection. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I've almost got the whole map of uh, the United States 
on on my refrigerator. So, so what you're saying is we need to get coat hanger to Alaska and Hawaii also. Well, uh, let's see the Hawaii thing. I've got. Uh, I didn't play there, but I got married there. Wow. But uh, yeah, Alaska. <laughs> I don't know if Scott would be up for that trip. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't seem like he likes the cold either. <laughs> <laughs> What was the best present you ever received? Uh, one of the best presents. There's two, actually. Um, one, uh, I got a, a signed guitar from my son by the members of Led Zeppelin. Oh, wow. I got that for a Christmas present one year. And the other one was a, uh, a chance to go see Metallica there in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, two years ago. Yeah, uh, louder than life. Mm-hmm. That was actually a birthday present um, from my wife. So. Nice. Now, how many times have you seen them? I've seen them three times. That's same for me. And it's interesting to be like in on like the Met family stuff, where the you see some of these people that like follow them around and have been to like. 150 shows and shit and it's like wow I, you know that would be cool but like that's a lot <laughs> yeah I mean I would probably be guilty of that if I had the money right. I actually tried to uh, I tried to make uh, plans to go see them just here recently in Florida in uh, Hollywood Florida and the tickets were just outrageous man I was like dude there's no way I can drop two grand Right for the uh, the John and Marcia Zazula um, yeah memorial yes definitely and I've seen some videos dropped from that and the video it looked awesome yeah it looked like a lot of fun and it was uh, mm-hmm. them and Raven I believe mm-hmm. yeah just yeah. like it was on the uh, on the original on the original eighty three uh, tour yeah. But I think it was played in played in a, a reverse order. I think Metallica ended up closing those shows oh. <laughs> instead of Raven closing the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what would you do if you had an extra hour in the day? What would I do? Um, probably sit and watch another movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty of that's when I'm at the house chilling with the family. We, you know, we sit around, we watch a lot of movies. Right on, and see that's that's totally cool because you know the, and, and I think this is really awesome because like film culture in metal, whether it be you know, uh, just like documentaries or even just straight up horror films from the '80s, they're you know they all are part of the metal culture. I think. Hmm. And see, I'm guilty about that when when I'm doing my writing. I, a lot of my lyrics and ideas come from movies. Um, a lot of people may like that. A lot of people may say, oh, that's lame, man. There's nothing original about it. But, you know, um, for me, that's just where I get my ideas from. Well, definitely. I mean, because they, they have to come from somewhere. And I think that's totally rad because I wish I could actually write stuff like that where I could pick something like, uh, well, the last time I wrote about a movie, 
like it got me in the headspace, I should say, to write what I did, uh, was funny, funny enough, it was the Ten Commandments. And oh, wow, just because it's an epic film, you know, when for the time period it was made and the effects that they had used in the film and so on and so forth, you know, it, I think it's shot beautifully. And that's the film nerd stuff coming out in me. But, like, seriously, like, when when that happened and I was just able to be, like, sit down and say, I've got this big idea. And I think that's kick-ass. Killer, uh, killer. Yeah, for sure. So I have one more question, but before mm-hmm. we do that, as always, links are listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Please support these guys in any way you can. Keep kicking ass and you know, buying that merch, buying those CDs, buying those digital albums, doing what you do to make these guys uh, the money to come out and tour and see you and you see them. Robbie, do you have any shout-outs mm-hmm. you want to give to anybody today? Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to my son, Zach Gunner in Shreveport. Or, yeah, yeah, um, what's up, Zach? And, uh, let's see. Or right, let me rewind that and give him a shout-out down there in Slidell. <laughs> ah, yeah. All, the, all those cities down there get me all mixed up down there in Louisiana. But, uh, yeah, and everybody that's bought the plan c cd so far man thank you hell yeah dude awesome uh so final question of the day is what is the surefire way out of anything else what is one surefire way to grab your attention grab mine yeah uh man it's honestly that is the hardest question of the night (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think that's interesting because you're pretty pretty laid back. If, if, so, yeah, if it's going to be something that you're just going to be like, whoa, hang on, it's got to be something. Man, I don't know if I can answer that. Um, <laughs> oh. uh, what's one thing that would grab my attention? Seeing somebody wear one of our shirts because <laughs> I, I, I have a, I, it's it, 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 that when I do see somebody wear, especially around town, uh, you know, it, it, it it's surprising to me. And it, it, it is because I mean, uh, you know, with a lot of the death metal bands with with the logos, you know. Um, they they use those logos where it's kind of hard to read and stuff. But with you know, with the point of us with our name, where you can actually read it, I think it gives the person to have more balls to wear it and offend somebody. Because I mean, I I've worn our own shirts out in public and I've gotten the stink eye. <laughs> and so I imagine you know, for someone else to want to wear some of our merch. You know, it, it does take some balls to wear, especially down in here in the bevel, uh, in, in the Bible Belt here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, me and the family, we'll go to the amusement park here, and, you know, I'll be picking out a shirt for the day, and I know, yeah, I might not want to wear our shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know what kind of shit I'm going to get if I go, and I, 
I don't want that passed down on my family, you know. Right. But definitely. Yeah, that's something that, you know, I'm sure, you know, when you're out with the family, that that's something that you don't want to want to put out on them. Which they're very supportive of me and my band. But when we go out in public, you know, I kind of tone it down a little bit. I mean, I still wear my metal shirts, but, <laughs> you know, you know, if you want to get my attention, you know, and it has when I'm seeing people wearing our stuff, you know, it's like, hey, that's cool. Or a sticker on the back of a car. It's like, yeah, you've got to really, you know, be supportive if you want to support our stuff. Hell yeah, man. Dude, Robbie, thank you so much for coming on the Metal Forge this week. This has kicked so hey, much ass, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's oh. always a pleasure to ch- chill and talk with you, brother. Hell yeah, dude. I appreciate everything that you all do, and keep pumping out the fucking awesome metal and kicking fucking ass as you all do. All right. Dude, so on our way out today, off of Plan C, what do you want to play? Let's see. What do I want to play? Let's uh, let's play Cannibal Crave. Oh, you want to do the you want you want to play the cover? Yeah. Hell yeah! So you heard him. This is from Coat Hanger Abortion doing a, a Broken Hope cover. So let me. And this is that. also with a uh, Damien on guest vocals from Broken Hope. Hell yeah! Here it is. This is Cannibal Crave.
Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground. From the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine! An independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com. BigCartel.com Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is the Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like, 
Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. It's going to get weird as the name of the podcast. We're on season two. So you have a whole season to get weird with Frank Green and Scott Clark. The best part is there's always laughter. We have national touring comedians, NFL stars, rock stars, your local friends. It always gets weird. Weird answers. Have y'all ever snorted coke off of a 78 Pinto? No? You ain't no Man. Weird questions. Who had a bigger cocaine habit, Jock Sutherland or Kaywood Ledford? Neither one, because they stopped beating their wives. <laughs> and weird, we never even thought of. Well, no, my friend is on acid, and I sent my friend to go find a payphone so that I can call and turn myself in for murdering this guy and ruin my life. We love all types of people, but we don't love all people. <laughs> weird. It's gonna get weird. Is the name of the podcast available everywhere? And thank you to Big X Sports Radio for being a proud sponsor of It's Gonna Get Weird. Frank Green, Scott Clark. Yeah. Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of The Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now... We're really going to start pounding the metal madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. By becoming an Apprentice Metalhead, you'll be given early access to the shows, published 24 hours before everyone else gets it. You're also going to receive three entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You're also going to receive a 10% discount on all Metal Forge merch, and you're going to receive a sweet Metal Forge patch for your battle jacket or backpack. And now, here is the big one. This is the Master Metalhead for just $10 a month. By becoming a Master Metalhead, you will receive a hand-numbered Metal Forge Master Metalhead membership card. You're going to be given early access to the shows as well, with 36 hours before everyone else. You're going to receive five entries in any contest that we do here at the Metal Forge. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So visit patreon.com slash Metal Forge Radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on. <laughs>